0: Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast, where in bringing you this episode, we spared no expense. I'm Ben Robinson.
1: And I'm John Williams. Hop on that helicopter to Isla Nublar and hold on to your butts. We're talking Jurassic Park. how's it going john uh it is going how how uh it it is it has not stopped going which is good so it it is going good i'm doing well it is going sufficiently yes (laughs) how about yourself
0: (laughs) uh yeah no everything uh everything's just peachy keen over here so
1: we're talking dinosaurs today huh i love me some dinosaurs yeah. Did you grow up a dinosaur kid? I was a huge dinosaur kid. I
0: wanted to be, I was one of those kids that wanted to be a paleontologist. So the one in f- three children that wanted to do that.
1: You know, I, I feel like I remember that now. I, I didn't even think about it in uh, prepping for this episode or, you know, talking to you about Jurassic park in casual conversation, but yeah, you totally wanted to be a paleontologist.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I love me some dinosaurs. Something like Jurassic Park would have been the fucking wet dream. Would have been? You mean it wasn't? Uh, I, you know, still would be a wet dream, actually. I'd still be so stoked. If Jurassic Park opened tomorrow, I would still fucking go. Even even after seeing all these movies where everyone gets fucking chomped on and everything's terrible, <laughs> <laughs> I would still fucking go.
1: Yeah, same thing with, like, Westworld. You know, I, yes, I would 100% go to Westworld, even though everything is telling me that it would not be a good idea. Yep. That's funny. When you said uh, Jurassic Park would be a wet dream, I, I didn't even process it as real life Jurassic Park. I, I processed it as the movie and I was like, well, w- w- wasn't it? Yeah. You know, wh- <laughs> why, 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 why were you not excited about this movie when you were a kid? Oh no, I was hugely excited about
0: this movie when I was a kid. I was, I was referring to the real Jurassic Park were to come around the, the concept of Jurassic Park.
1: Yeah, so this flick came out, or at least the, the first one, came out in 93. So we were, we were about 10 years old at the time, 11 years old. Prime age for this movie.
0: I watched it with my 10-year-old son last night, and uh, his reactions were fucking priceless. Awesome. Oh, man, he, he kept getting fucking nervous and shit. He literally jumped when they're, they're running from the raptors, you know, and they jump up into the ceiling. And she falls, like, through the thing, and, like, the raptor goes up to grab her, and they're pulling her up. Like, he literally, like, screamed and jumped up
1: in the air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Because he was so deeply into the movie. It was fucking badass.
1: Yeah, my little one, you know, only six years old, she, she likes dinosaurs. And Angelina and I were talking about whether or not, you know, to, to watch it with her for the first time. And surprisingly, you know, like, I'm, I'm normally on the side of, like, yeah, let's do it. You know like Beetlejuice, let's go for it. But with with this one, I don't know. I I was super hesitant and I ultimately decided that that I don't think she was ready for that. You know, she's still she's six years old and she loves dinosaurs. And I didn't want to turn it into something for her to be scared of. Yeah, you know, like there's some yeah there's some gnarly visuals in that in that first one there. Yeah, you know, the the lawyer and the you know even just something like the lamb. Yeah, you know, the stuff hitting the car and it just, just a little bit too gruesome, but. And it's not terribly gruesome, but it is
0: f- fucking intense. Yeah. Like it is uh, like both of the parts where Odin, you know, or all the parts where Odin was like freaked out and like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, what's going on? And like, I could see him like really invested in the movie and really concerned with what was going to happen. None of them were like people getting eaten or, or gory. I mean, it was the potential of that. It was just the stress of. The action and what was going to happen and whether or not, you know, they were going to get eaten by the dinosaurs that was stressing him out, not the actual being of people.
1: Because like yeah. when a lawyer gets
0: eaten, there's no stress in that. He's just sitting there like, whoa, and then he fucking, get, he's half of him sticking out of a T-Rex, waving him around in the air.
1: Yeah. This is the first movie I remember seeing multiple times in the theater. I saw it three times in the theater as nice. a kid. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't get enough of it. I've always... Loved this flick, and like like we discussed in our last episode, like this is always one of the first movies I put on if I get a new TV or a new sound system or something, or you know, when when I got a Blu Ray player, it, it's always either this or T Two.
0: Yeah, it is a solid fucking movie. Yeah, it, it hits all the beats. It's fucking Spielberg at his finest. The effects are fucking bonkers good. You know, it makes you feel like you're
1: really looking at dinosaurs. Yeah, this is. You know, you mentioned Spielberg at his finest. Like, I feel like this was kind of the last movie that Spielberg had the Spielberg magic the, as as we refer to it as like uh, me and me and our buddy Kyle always talk about the Spielberg magic, you know, of like Hook and E.T. and the, the Indiana Jones movies and Jaws. And this one to me was the was the last example I can think of that really had that childlike wonder. That Spielberg did so well throughout the eighties and, and early nineties. You know, you mentioned the effects, and that's a huge part of Jurassic Park. You can't you can't skirt around that fact. You know, the 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 pioneering they did in CGI and what they achieved with animatronics is, for my money, hardly ever beat even today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, looking at some of the scenes in this, they look every bit as good as any of the shit in like the new Jurassic World movies. And uh this was in 19 fucking 93. Like it when you I thought about it when they were in like the command center and they had like the computers in there and the shit that's up on the screens like yeah, that is like a fantasy version of how cool computers could have looked at this point. They didn't even look that fucking good in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like how the fuck? I mean, this is like Windows 3.1 era. I'm not even sure if Windows 3.1 was out yet in 93, honestly.
1: <laughs> is- i definitely couldn't tell you i was always a few steps behind everyone was getting pentiums and i was just getting a 286
0: yeah well th- yeah this is the era where i probably had a, like a yeah 286 or a 386 computer this is definitely pre-pentium it's fucking nuts yeah that said i think there's only like five minutes of cgi in the whole movie
1: yeah steven spielberg you know, I think this is part of the magic that we talked about is before he started using CGI for everything he does now. Like, I think that's kind of what killed his magic a little bit. But back then he was such a huge proponent of practical effects. And initially they wanted to do stop motion animation for all of the yeah. all of the dinosaur effects that they couldn't do with hydraulics and mannequins and, and models And, um, I, I've seen some of the test footage for that. And, you know, even though they had Phil Tippett, who was huge fucking man. (laughs) Yeah. He was from LucasArts, right? Like he was, he was on all the star Wars movies too, back in the day. Yeah. He did. He did like return of the Jedi and stuff. He he didn't work
0: for ILM. He was his own dude. Oh, okay. But he was, uh, he was the King shit of fucking stop motion animation. At the time, yeah, or ever, I guess. Probably still, Uh, he might be dead now. Actually, he was pretty old then. But uh,
1: yeah, people love Ray Harryhausen, but not because he was the best who ever lived. He was just a he was a pioneer, and his stuff was great. But certainly doesn't stand the test of time. But it was cool watching some of their their um, stop motion tests. You know that it was actually like that full like raptor in the kitchen scene. Like they, or maybe it wasn't the full scene, but. You know, seeing that shit move around and, uh, and actually seeing, like, detailed models in stop motion animation. Oh, but, I, haven't, I haven't seen that. How'd it look? It, I mean... I it mean, it's test footage, so it's not going to be final product. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the, the kids were just, like, little kid dolls that they just sort of moved. Like, they didn't, they didn't have moving limbs or anything. So it was, it was really just for test footage. But, I mean, the models themselves looked great. It just looked a little choppy, kind of like a Harryhausen. But I think it was more for, like, lighting and model effects and stuff. And that stuff all looked good. It's, yeah, it's hard to
0: get stop motion real
1: smooth for some reason. Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess if you spend the time and just do every single frame. But fuck, it's a lot of work. It's so much work. I remember doing, mm-hmm. like, dabbling with that when I was a kid. Like, getting, like, a my dad had a digital camera. It was really fucking rad. <laughs> and, like, taking, like, action figures and moving them just a little bit each time. And holy shit. Gave up after I had like 20
1: seconds of footage and nothing. Had yeah, that took you all day to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, man, this is fucking intense.
1: Yeah. Stop motion for me, like, even though I have a degree in animation, it was not ever my thing. It always seemed like just way too much work for such little payoff. And if you fuck something up in the middle, you're fucked.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be hard to splice in something that fucking, yeah, and fix something in the middle of a sequence. Like, I got a lot of respect for those guys that did that and did it, you know, well. But, uh, boy, that's rough. And, like, I heard an an anecdote. Because, like you said, Spielberg was planning on doing it all either with uh, animatronics and practical and then filling in the gaps with uh, stop motion with Phil Tippett. And the dudes from ILM were like, yo, let us do some cgi for this and spielberg was like he was pretty lukewarm about it he wasn't really into it and they're like, we'll make you a demo and then they came and they screened a demo for for the crew and everyone was fucking blown away because they'd never seen anything even remotely like this before and phil Tippett, i guess leaned over to spielberg and said i think i'm extinct <laughs> that's how fucking he's good he's was. funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he was
1: just like holy shit i'm i'm, I'm out of the job was that the test footage of the uh, the Gallimimus skeletons? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I heard something about that once. And, and yeah, like like all of a sudden they're just like, whoa, shit, like this actually can move. But like, I mean, even back then, like the technology didn't exist. Like they no. had to develop this shit because like there, there had been CGI in movies, but this was the first like fully realized like living flesh and skin you know, like textured characters to, to ever be committed to film. Like that's nuts.
0: And they did it so well that I think it inspired a lot of people to think they could do it. And uh, they're not ILM and Steven Spielberg, and uh, they didn't do
1: it as well. So that's something that's always fascinated and kind of angered me is that you can even watch uh, Lost World, you know, the, the sequel, and... The CGI isn't as good, and I don't know if it was just that they were that they were trying to spread themselves, or you know they, they were trying to advance and they weren't ready to advance, or if they just didn't pour the budget into it because it was a sequel. But I mean, Jurassic Park was the highest grossing movie in mm-hmm. in history at the time, so you imagine that they would have just pumped some cash in that it, yeah. And, or maybe it was an over-reliance, you know, maybe they, they scaled back on the animatronics because they figured we can do so much more with CGI and it's not going to have, you know, the, the problem of getting soaked by rain and us having to shut down production for hours so we can dry off this T-Rex because he's absorbed all this water and he's moving with jerky movements.
0: My guess is that's it because, you know, the, the technology advanced by, you know, four years later and, uh, people were more used to seeing CGI and so maybe they decided they could lean on it. Because I think the reason why you look at Jurassic Park and you're like, this is 1993, this looks fucking phenomenal. It still looks good now, with the mm-hmm. exception of
1: a couple shots. The, the aforementioned Gallimimus scene. Yeah, and the first reveal
0: of a dinosaur when you see the, the Brachiosaur for the first time. And they're standing in front of it and stuff, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's still better than a lot of like sci-fi channel movie." stuff yeah, but it's yeah. it's pretty obviously CGI it, it it doesn't match the quality of like the the T-Rex and the raptors later on in the film
1: yeah there's almost like a like a lack of contrast in yeah. the light on them you know they 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 seem very very light they look separate
0: yeah like a, like they're a different thing but the the, the reason i think the, the effects worked so well in the original Jurassic Park was Spielberg's approach to it was I want to use the least amount of CGI. I absolutely have to to make this happen. Also, want to use the least amount of any practical effect. Like I mentioned, there's five minutes of CGI in that movie. If you total it all up, there is a total of just over 14 minutes of dinosaur footage in that movie. Oh shit! And that's not a short movie. No, it's like a two-hour and seven-minute movie. I think. Yeah. That boggled my mind when I heard it. And I kind of like looked back and thought about it. But then you watch the movie and you realize lots of stuff happens off camera, but you don't notice it because he's so good at pulling your attention from one place to the other. You know, like the near the end scene where the raptors are coming in and they're like huddled in the group after they've come down off the skeleton right before the T-Rex comes in. There's a shot of one of the raptors running in around the side and then it pans to them. And then it pans over and there's like another like three second shot of the other raptor coming in and then it pans back to them. So like, you know, there's raptors on either side of them and you can see it in their faces. They're scared and they're not sure what's going to go on but there's barely any actual CGI raptor footage in there. Yeah, And it's so fast and so clean that you don't fucking notice it. And he's just so good at framing shots and drawing your attention where he wants. He's like a fucking, you know, close-up magician where he knows... He knows how to direct your attention somewhere else so that you don't notice the other thing that's that's kind of wonky over here.
1: Yeah. And he probably learned a thing or two after his experience on Jaws where like, I mean, not only with dealing with animatronics that are going to fuck up and learning how to make do with what you have, but also that, you know, one of the things about Jaws is like, even though he was forced into that situation where he had to create tension without the visual you know, he, he learned that, that that is just as terrifying to people. Like, yeah. like Jaws did not suffer from not having Bruce the shark in more scenes. You know, so if, if you have a, a T-Rex pen and you have a, a goat or a lamb or whatever it was that they had there for feeding time, and then all of a sudden it's just gone and you have one of the kids, you know, just terrified. Like, what happened? Did Where's he eat the, the goat? And you're like like the you feel the fear of the kid and mm-hmm. you didn't see one fucking scale yep. on that dinosaur. If there if
0: there's one thing that anyone who's read a book knows, it's the human mind's pretty fucking good at filling in gaps and creating imagery where there is none. And so and and he takes full advantage of that. The problem with a lot of these ones, a lot of more recent movies where they where CGI has become so ubiquitous is the fact that they feel like they need to show you fucking everything because they mm-hmm. can. And then it looks kind of dumb and fake. Like you start noticing, because you, you, know, you look at a Transformers movie and there's, you know, it's a two hour movie and there's like an hour and a half of Transformers on the screen. And you've got plenty of time to figure out why they look stupid or what looks <laughs> wrong. Whereas when there's 14 minutes of dinosaur footage in a fucking action packed two hour movie, you're fucking too busy hanging onto your seat and fucking wondering what's going to happen next to worry. Yeah,
1: waiting for a dinosaur to show up. Yeah,
0: to worry about to notice the little finicky things. And also, there's not a whole lot of little, little finicky things because there's only 14 minutes, so they're able to fucking really get it get it good. W- one of the other things that I noticed that makes that made the CGI work so well, and I think it was coming from a world where pra- effects were more practical, where you didn't just you know shoot a bunch of footage and then hand it over to the fucking post team and say hey add a bunch of things in this was how seamlessly the dinosaurs or the you know the creatures interacted with the environment like there was they seemed to have weight they seemed to you know environment bent to their will shit like when the completely cgi t-rex puts his foot up on the car and the car like squishes down
1: yeah like the coming out of the the era of yeah, or like more sensibilities of like Roger Rabbit, where where they are thinking, okay, this mm-hmm. thing is going to be here, so we need something practical to happen so you believe it. Yeah. Rather than just, you know, either having them sidestep that plant or, you know, uh, uh, making a CGI plant these days, I'm sure. You'd be like, ah, we don't need to worry about a plant and some string. We can just CGI it in afterwards. Or, Or even... You know,
0: subtle things like the camera shaking every time the T-Rex takes a step. I noticed that. One, one of the things I was watching had like a comparison of that in like one of the Transformers movies where there's like these giant robots like jumping on top of things and moving around. And like this like eight ton robot fucking jumps on top of like a shipping container and shoots a missile. Shipping container didn't move at all. It was just sitting oh, there. Geez. It's like, you know, and it's the kind of thing that maybe you, like you consciously don't necessarily notice but your brain notices something looks wrong. Yeah, and uh, in in Jurassic Park, they seemed to exist in the space, in the real space that was there.
1: Well, that that's something that uh, reminded me of uh, when I was when I was going to school. One of my teachers would talk shit about Spider-Man Two and the CGI in it. And at the time, I mean, I still love that movie, but at the time, it was like my favorite superhero movie in the world. I mean, with Superman, of course, still there, but. But you know, it, it was, it was the most exciting thing I'd seen in a very long time, but he was talking about, about the weight and how Spider-Man's like on a train and just flipping up and down and he doesn't actually obey the laws of physics. And every time I watch that scene now, or since then, I guess, I can't not think about that. And when that, that jerky, really opened my eyes to that. Well, and, and that's something that, that I really pay attention to with CGI. So you can really appreciate something like that. Was that the one with Doc Ock? Yeah, I could see that. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Oh, I I still love that movie. You know, I I, I even like the third one. I I I'm convinced if I could recut that movie, I could make it good and like a half hour shorter. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was just
1: a it was an ordering problem. They did they just or they they could have they should have fixed it in post. But uh, I digress. But yeah, like and you know one time you don't have to worry about you know, faking dinosaurs existing in real space is when they did use those animatronics. So they, they of course brought in the, uh, the Uber King shit, uh, big Dick special effects man, Stan Winston, his, uh, his studio. Yeah. They'd come off of aliens and predator and T2, I think too. Yeah. The terminators. Yep. And I mean, watching some of the behind the scenes footage on that like they actually built like a full scale mm-hmm. maquette of the T-Rex you know they they built these hydraulic rigs for their different scenes you know whether it's like the leg scenes or or the fucking mouth scenes at the uh, at the car and the way those are integrated into the movie like it's like you said it's seamless it it is absurd how mu- how believable that movie is when you're going from a practical T-Rex actually smashing down on on a car with like stunt kids in there or I'm sure they weren't kids but stunt people and or and even even the scene when the plexiglass like comes yeah. down on and they them got like got their feet up in the air trying to hold it up yeah like Shit. that was that was really them and I think it was because of the uh, the rainwater it uh it actually slammed down harder than it was supposed to so like oh. what you see in the movie like is half actual terror like it, can you imagine that like running rehearsals on that and you're like it's like okay it'll just slam into that a little bit and then all of a sudden when you're in the scene like it slams harder and you're like oh fuck like this is serious business what the fuck is going on especially as a kid it's still a big old
0: fucking T-Rex looking
1: thing pounding down on you. Like that's, this would be fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. At night. And it, like, it's crashing through a car at you. Like that's, that's nuts.
0: And it, yeah, it was like a full 30 foot high. Like it couldn't walk or anything, obviously, but it was like the upper no. body portion and it could do all the stuff that upper body portion needed to do. And, uh, yeah, I've seen some of the behind the scenes stuff. That thing looks cool as fuck. And most of the movement is so smooth. Like mm-hmm. it looks like they practiced for a long time to kind of get good at operating it. So it'd come down and could like bite stuff and pick it up and like thrash it around. And it just looked great. Having that, I think is part of why the CGI looks so good too, because they could take that as a reference. Like mm-hmm. this is what it looks like. Here's what the lighting, the lighting can, you know, when we got a transition, this is what the lighting conditions look like. We can, we have this big fucking full size model that we know exactly what the lighting should look like and they could adjust the CGI
1: to, to match yeah and then they had the raptor the raptor suits yeah with people inside i see i had never really thought about that at first and and, until going back to it like i you know i think my my memory just had it you know like oh yeah it was all cgi except when they had little heads but no not at all
0: no yeah they had people in legitimate fucking raptor suits and uh kudos to those actors because raptors don't they're not shaped like people And, uh, they don't move like
1: people and they do a fucking bang up job. Yeah. They've got some of those that, uh, that walk around the ride at universal studios at the theme park where they're they're in those suits. And yeah, they, they do like a little Jurassic world. Like I'm a Raptor trainer sort of thing, but, but they'll have the, uh, the Raptor, like still snap at people just to freak them out as they're walking by. That's fucking cool. Yeah. I've seen some footage of it. I haven't been to universal and yeah, me neither been a long time 13 years or so oh it's been a lot longer than i think last time i went i was 15 so oh shit and it was in florida yeah i still never went to went to florida i've been to hollywood many times That, that, that was our family's tradition hit disneyland like either you can do a second day in disneyland or a day at universal and we'd always go to universal yeah see something new
0: yeah but yeah those suits are fucking bad i would love to have one i don't think i'd fit in it (laughs)
1: we'd we'd be a couple of fat raptors
0: (laughs) the only one that struck me as looking kind of funny was when you got the close-up of the feet like when it's walking down and like taps its toe
1: yeah yeah it it doesn't it doesn't move as if it had the muscles the right articulation foot yeah yeah
0: because you can tell i mean it was just a big old fucking thing that some human had to put his feet in human feet not
1: shaped like raptor feet no it would be fun to be one of those performers. Cause I remember in high school, let's see, it must've been sophomore year. I I don't know if you had PE with us, but Preston and I used to uh, run around and pretend we were Raptors and like hunch over and put our arms up and like, and like try to try to walk on like the balls of our Uh feet. And he was really good at the Raptor call. And I did, I did some other Raptor noise back then. I don't remember which one I did. We just go fucking jump on people like a bunch of weirdos. I don't want to hang out with any
0: young man who grew up in the nineties that didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you running around. Pretending you were a Raptor was uh, about as fun as it got.
1: Yeah. I think I did the screech because yeah. he was really good at that. Like, go, no. go, call. they did. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and one other practical effect that even though it's, it's such a passive Moment as far as dinosaurs go is that sick triceratops oh yeah like that one you just you had time to sit there and watch it and linger on it and when you saw like when dr grant leans up against it and it like breathes and you see him go up with it like it became such a believable thing like every scale on there was detailed and it looked dry and, and like, like it didn't look like a, uh, like a slick, leathery, you know, latex skin. It looked like an actual reptile's skin. And it was, it was so believable. They pull that, that shit out of them, out of, uh, out of its mouth. Wait,
0: it's got that tongue. It's all slimy. Its eyes are, yeah. Old. Its eyes are kind of weepy and wet around them. It's got dirt and stuff on it. Yeah. That thing is, that thing was fucking
1: badass. Now, you know, let's, uh, let's, jump right from this to characters because in that scene you've got Ellie Sattler who's a uh, a paleobotanist and she is like pulling stuff out of the big pile of shit oh, yeah. and off of the tongue and you know talking about like lilacs and stuff and John Hammond doesn't he make some mention of saying that they like you know spared no expense to get vegetation of the time yes
0: yeah, yeah, when she's how? talking about how, like, you've got stuff here that, you know, that
1: hasn't existed in years. You've got poisonous plants in your lobby. Yeah. How the fuck? Like, well, first off, is a paleobotanist a thing? Like, can you, can you actually study ancient
0: plants? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ancient plants? Yeah, there's fossils then, of plants. Yeah, they, they find fossils of leaves and, and branches and wood and all kinds of shit.
1: Can you actually, like, figure out, like, the, uh, the not genetic, but, like, the makeup of it? Uh, I mean, you could more than just the shape. Um, I mean, you could organize it into phylums still and say like this is
0: probably related to that. And I mean, you're not going to get any genetic code off of it, obviously. Like when she's talking about like you know this is poisonous, or they're not going to know what's poisonous and what's not. Okay, it, it's fossils. You know, it's the same yeah. thing with like dinosaurs. Like when they talk about dinosaur behavior, there's a lot of inference that goes on with dinosaur behavior stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah that that was something that that always kind of like it It didn't keep me from enjoying the movie but like it, it for dinosaurs in general i've always questioned that like when they when they say things as fact about like you know how how these the this this one hunted in, in packs or or you know the whole raptor uh you know one would be in front and the two would attack from the side it's like yeah. wait what well and i think
0: that's some of that's inference based on where you find the fossils and raptors they have a pretty good fossil record on because they uh Like Montana, Utah, that whole fucking area is like fossil heaven. Like They've pulled more like fully intact
1: T-Rexes and shit out of there than anywhere else in the world. Yeah, so that's where we initially find Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler. I remember hearing somewhere that initially, I don't know if it was Spielberg wanted him or the studio wanted Harrison Ford for uh, the Dr. Grant role. I think he'd be a bit too Indiana Jonesy. Yeah. And I think that was, that was the consensus, whether it was Harrison Ford or Spielberg who made that call, yeah. but you could definitely see some similarities. He loves his hats and his, uh, khakis. Yeah. Well, he's a paleontologist. He's got to be out there in the sun. I mean, he's doing,
0: he's doing a similar type of work. So he yeah. similar type of clothes, but yeah, I think Harrison Ford would have been harder to separate. Yes. From, from, you know, Indiana Jones, like you would. I don't think I would have liked it. I think they made the right choice going with Sam Neill.
1: Yeah, a, a dirty scientist adventurer. And Sam Neill, yeah, like what What a good actor who brought a lot of like earnestness to it. Or, or you know, just, just I, I there was never one moment where I didn't believe him in the role. And I think I, I think that can be said for the entire cast. I think everyone did a fine job. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of that movie
0: is like the the time they first see the dinosaurs you know when they're like they're cruising around in the jeep and like he just kind of like stops and like you see him like he's like he just his jaw drops and he fucking pulls his hat off and then his fucking glasses off all weird and uh and yeah it's just, like
1: it's an emotional moment oh, for yeah. him
0: and he's just staring there like the way they that Spielberg put together that fucking initial reveal scene not showing us the dinosaur until we've seen like everybody else's fucking reactions
1: hmm and like the the swell of the music too, yeah.
0: It just goes from one to the other, and then like, and then you see fucking Hammond off in the other one, like he like smiles because he realizes that they've just seen that.
1: Yeah, he, it's like he's watching his kids open up a present yeah. on Christmas morning. Yeah,
0: and then you, and then they show you the dinosaur
1: after that. Like,
0: it was so well
1: framed and well done. Yeah. Kind of like the, uh, the pirate ship reveal on, on Goonies. Yes. You you see all the reactions and you're like, oh shit, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So you get excited before you even know what they're excited about. Yeah. And you know, Dr. Grant opening up with that, with that speech, with that little punk fucking kid talking about how Raptor seems more like a, what was it? More like a chicken turkey, uh, or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and then talking about how how you know the the raptor would slice your belly open and shit there there are there's a fan theory that i i think was it was never confirmed but i i love fan theories and i love the fan theory that that guy ended up growing up to be owen in the Jurassic World movies <laughs> so that that was his inspiration to you know get super into paleontology and study raptors you know specifically, why not do that like <laughs> yeah. why
0: not? like I like supposedly Sam Neil's supposed to be in the new movie. I hope he like they it would be awesome if they just mentioned that
1: briefly, <laughs> like why not? They totally could because yeah. there hasn't been anything in Canon that debunks that nope, so if you see the two of them meet and he oh I I would not be shocked at all if they threw that in there as fan service. And that's the right kind of fan service. Yeah, like,
0: why not? Like, that's just a fucking cool little tidbit. And I also like to think that uh, good-looking Chris Pratt was once that fucking frumpy-looking kid. <laughs> <laughs> also, why the fuck was that kid there? <laughs> who, who is this unimpressed kid hanging around a fucking archaeological dig?
1: <laughs> He's the, the nephew of some uh, some financial backer. And he was probably sitting there with his Game Boy the whole time. Wait, wasn't he playing a Game Boy, or was he not? I don't. Remember Am I making seeing, this up? I don't
0: remember seeing a Game Boy, but uh, it, oh, okay. it, it's not a huge leap. I bet he was little yeah, shit. He had one somewhere. Yeah. Game Boy and a sleeve of Oreos, half a sleeve of Oreos. He'd already he'd already <laughs> worked down part of it. Um, well, yeah, and then and then John Hammond makes his introduction, and that guy, like my note on there was, this guy's a prick. Like man, what an asshole! <laughs> he just yeah. like he just fucking lands there, fucking walks straight into their trailer, opens their champagne, fucking sits on their counter, like fucking who, who the
1: fuck is this guy? Yeah, didn't they say they were like saving the champagne? And he's like, for this, but, I guarantee it, or something. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like man, this fucking <laughs> the balls on this guy. Yeah, that is <laughs> presumptuous to to level eleven, man. Yeah. So of course we have the. Legendary Jeff Goldblum playing uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. You know, watching some uh, some making of documentaries, you see him behind the scenes and like, I'm really curious. I would love to read the script to see how Ian Malcolm was written or even read the original book because I'm sure we'll we'll touch on that at some point. I haven't read the book, but I would love to see what Ian Malcolm was written like because I don't think... Any one actor could play Ian Malcolm, the same as, as Jeff Goldblum. Like that is so Jeff Goldblum, mm. you see him behind the scenes and he is speaking as if he is that character. And it's not a method thing. You know, we, we, Jeff Goldblum's in the, the pop culture zeitgeist enough now to, to where you can tell that like, that is just him. Like the, the amount that he brought to that character is amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is a it is a Jeff Goldblum character. That is the character that, like, when I think about Jeff Goldblum, that is the the rock upon which my ideals of Jeff Goldblum are, is
1: built. Yeah, it's weird seeing him in a role where he's not like that. Like, what the fuck's going on with Jeff Goldblum? What's he doing? <laughs> not not being very gold <laughs> Goldblum esque. But there's something almost like almost like feline about him like the way he moves and the way he stands like he's he's i mean ben and i are on a are on a uh a google hangout call right now so i can actually like make movements but you know he's his chest is always pushed out just a little bit and he's always just got kind of a little lean it's like even when he's standing he's like got swagger
0: yeah and then they got that that shot of him once they're in the bunker like after he's uh fucking got his leg hurt and he's just sitting there like it just it opens up on him with his fucking shirt wide open fucking sitting there like in like the fucking you know draw me like your french girls pose
1: yeah like i was slowly, gonna say like he's on the cover of playgirl yeah,
0: like slowly pans out i mean like it holds on him for like 10 seconds <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most gratuitously sexual thing in the movie <laughs> it's a shot of jeff goldblum
1: yeah uh, what, 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 what was his official title? He was a like chaotic,
0: Chaotician, yeah. Which I don't know yeah. if that's a real thing. I mean, I know there's mathematicians who like fucking specialize in chaos theory and yeah, you know, game theory and all that shit. But, uh,
1: I don't know if anyone actually calls themselves
0: a chaotician I hope they do.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that also seems like something his Ian Malcolm would do to, to, you Man. know, cause I mean, from, from the get go, like he is All up in in Ellie Sattler's fucking panties. Like, he is just down. Like, he wants to go to pound town with that chick. Like he says, he's always
0: always looking for a future ex-Miss Malcolm.
1: I love that (laughs) line so much. You know, like he hops in the, in the Jeep with her. And like when they're, when they're stopped at the T-Rex thing, like he's doing that little water drop yeah. thing and she's going for it too. Even though, even though Dr. Grant is her dude, like, and, and is, he's right there. Oh, she <laughs> loves it.
0: That's always nice. to so learn a thing attention. or two from
1: him. <laughs> and then, and then of course we've got, uh, our background players, the, uh, the one and only Wayne Knight playing Dennis Nedry. And uh, Sam Jackson in a early, very nicotine fueled role. He smokes a lot of cigarettes. I don't in think that.
0: I don't think he's in a single shot without a cigarette in his hand.
1: Yeah, other than and when like, his like,
0: hand drops down on Sanders' <laughs> shoulder, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the only time he's not holding a cigarette.
1: Yeah, and, and like I'm I'm always fascinated in movies when they when they have those cigarettes that just have that like long like cylinder of ash that hasn't fallen yet you know like like i'm i'm always watching him smoking that cigarette wanting to like flick it for him to like flick the ash off (laughs) and
0: half the time it's just in his mouth while he's talking
1: yeah man that that must have been hell for continuity i don't know how they did that (laughs) i mean i honestly i wasn't looking for it so maybe they didn't i don't know i remember shooting something with our friend john brewer uh one night like it, it, we were, when when I lived in southern california and and we were just hanging out one night it's like hey let's shoot this this thing where you know this guy's running from a shadowy figure in a in a trench coat who's always smoking a cigarette you know and you you're just always there and the next day my lungs hurt so bad because every time there was a new shot or a new setup you know i i had to have a, I had to have a cigarette in my hand i had to be smoking a cigarette and you know we we shot for a few hours so it was uh I I don't envy uh, Sam Jackson in that role. Hopefully he was a heavy smoker already. Probably. It was the 90s. But uh, fucking Dennis Nedry was fucking
0: spot on. Mm -hmm. Like like, fucking, uh, I just want to call him Newman. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember his actual name, even though you just said it. Yeah. But uh, man, he, uh, he was perfect for that role. Fucking the cocky, fucking too big for his pants, fucking... Double-crossing piece of shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like, I, I I love the the part when he's talking to that Dodson guy that that uh, you know doesn't want his name revealed. You know, but when when he like cracks open that Barbasol can for and like that squeal that he lets out, like at the same time that there's like the hiss from the can, (laughs) I giggle at that every time I watch it. Well, he's so overjoyed, he's like clutching the money and giggling, and (laughs) yeah,
0: so stuck. And then when he fucking goes to play it off when he's leaving. But saying he's going to go get a soda, and he's so absolute crap at lying about,
2: about yeah.
1: it. <laughs> oh, it was just fucking, it was good. And if you notice, like, there, there, there's a meme that's floating around, but at different points in the movie, Dennis Nedry is wearing get-ups that, that like, in the first scene, he's wearing a Hawaiian t-shirt, like Chunk, from Goonies. In the uh, in the scene when he's getting out of there in the rain, he's wearing a rain slicker like Mikey. Oh, yeah, when he's when he's in the facility, he's wearing a members only jacket like Mouth. Nice. So I can't I can't remember if there was a fourth one or not, but like he he dresses up like the Goonies characters throughout the movie. I've never noticed but, that, and I fucking love that. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, and like we said, you know, Lord Richard Attenborough, RIP, um, as John Hammond. You know, Santa Claus and Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I, I think I feel like like I like I heard in the book like he was more of an out and out piece of shit. But there's something about Richard Attenborough in the role where like you still see him as kind of a sweet old man, even though what he's doing is horrific, you know, and irresponsible.
0: Yeah, well, and he, yeah, he he does kind of come off as an asshole, but he he, there is an endearing quality to him, you know, where like he he seems to really believe in what he's doing. And it's not like he's, he's not an evil character by any means. He's just dedicated to something so much so that he's, he's blind to the consequences. And he's also a manipulative prick, but that's just on the side.
1: But yeah, like when you see him with that baby Raptor. Yeah. You know, that that's, you're like, oh, he actually really does care. And I mean, and coming out of that scene, like, I love how everything's so wondrous and wonderful and fascinating and, and everyone's like doe eyed little children. And then like, as soon as he's like, what breed is that? He's like, Velociraptor. And then, and then Grant's countenance is, is just totally changed. Like you bred Raptors. You're like, Oh shit. Like, okay, here we go. Here's our little hint that things are going to go wrong. Yeah. Well, other than the intro to the movie, <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess there's that. That was, that was a good bit of foreshadowing there. <laughs>
1: I You know, every time I watch that, I still go back to the very first time I saw it. And like, like how I was feeling in that moment. Like the show. You know, like it, it was terrifying. And then there's also the uh, the the play on that that the critic did where it was uh, a tanker with Roseanne Barr. in there.
0: <laughs> That's right. Well, I love I love how in that scene, like the dude's getting grabbed and then he gets like lifted up
1: yeah and he's like
0: four feet in the air and then comes back down it's like holy shit this guy's getting torn the fuck up in there but you don't see any of it because you don't have to like all you see of the raptors is like an eyeball through the bars briefly
1: yeah and and then like a silhouette or something right was there a silhouette in that scene I mean, maybe I there was I think else. you
0: just see like little bits and pieces it's so it's sparse and and does exactly what it needs to do
1: without uh,
0: hammering you over the head with it yeah there's also a few, a few pretty bitchin' mullets in the first few minutes of that movie.
1: <laughs> I, I have not taken note of the of the mullet game, but next time I watch it, it's all I'm going to be able to see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, the movie's not perfect, though. Like, I think there, is, uh, there are a few, like, you know, holes and or things that have bugged me over the years.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it.
0: So, uh, first of all, None of those are velociraptors. Oh, no shit, huh? Velociraptors were like two feet tall. They were like big turkeys. <laughs> they were not very big. The The largest raptor there ever was was a Utah raptor, and it was, you know, right ab- about six feet. So if anything, they're Utah raptors. Okay. And they would have known that at the time. I don't know if velociraptor just sounded cooler, because it does.
1: Yeah, So so... The the actual like species I guess would would be raptor, but then there's different subsets of of raptors, and Velosa is one of them.
0: Yeah, raptors would be like the genus.
1: Okay. Or, or, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know my si- my genus, scientific but, terms,
0: but yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Utah raptor is the big one. Okay. And uh, that's what those would have been, and, and so like as a dinosaur nerd kid, that one I was that that bothered me from the get go. Oh no shit! Yeah. But not that much, because there
1: were fucking dinosaurs on screen doing cool stuff.
0: (laughs) well, And (laughs) I mean, that's that's got to be
1: the the reason for it, because Velociraptor does sound cool as shit. Oh, yeah. That's a
0: way fucking cooler name. Sounds way more dangerous than Utah Raptor. Yeah. Just because they found it in Utah.
1: Yeah. Mormon Raptor. Yeah. (laughs) I can say that. I was raised Mormon.
0: Um, the other really big plot hole that always kind of confused me and uh, still kind of confuses me now is so the T-Rex, they're in front of the T-Rex paddock. There's a goat there. It comes up, it eats the goat. It walks right through the fence, fucks everything up. And then all of a sudden, there's a 50-foot fucking drop. Like, where did this drop come from? How yeah, is this am thing?
1: <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm curious. Like, I've, I've wanted to... to try to pay attention to that the next time I watch it to see if there if maybe they give some hint that to one side or the other there is a huge drop but i mean it okay so you were looking for last i was last looking night. for
0: it's the same freaking edge like it's they it's just, literally they go over the edge right where the fucking goat was oh wow in the same spot cuz like the car was parked in front of it and she's there she's like where's the goat where's the goat and she's like looking straight out the window and then it gets pushed straight through that section of fence
1: yeah, because it just gets spun. It doesn't
0: get nope, knocked. Doesn't get moved down around the street. at all. Because then when you see, because you see the faraway shot where you can see the other car, and you can see them mucking like it's in the same spot, and uh, nope, it there's just now a fifty foot drop there.
1: Oh boy, like, like, that 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 though was exciting as shit when I was a kid. Like that whole scene, going from your first reveal of the T Rex and him being terrifying to them like starting to to go down the edge of a like you said a 50 foot drop and like them swinging out of the way of the car like the the suspense game oh yeah was second to none it's probably it was... worth the plot hole to be honest because yeah.
0: <laughs> it was pretty fucking it, it's a cool scene i do i did kind of wonder why like all right if a car is falling down on you in a tree why don't you like climb around to
1: the back of the tree That one for sure. Like, why are you trying to get to the ground? Just go five feet to the side. I
0: mean, and the reason for all of those things is better action, better suspense. Yeah, that's it. Like, you know, and and I think maybe he was he was willing to just, you know, hey, sure, there's a magic 50 foot drop. And sure, they're trying to out climb a falling car. But uh, fucking good movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was the other part where odin was fucking like oh my god what are they gonna do and like totally freaking out like yeah who
1: gives a shit how much it bothers some nerd in almost 30 years
0: yeah i don't think odin was thought at all climb around the side of the tree he was just like oh
1: my god are they gonna make it
0: and then the car falls down and like comes back over lands right on top of him he goes now we're back in the car (laughs)
1: yeah I that that scene like that that's another scene that that every time I watch it I'm I'm called back to the first time it's it's wild how much that sucks you in as as a kid especially
0: yeah no and and like other than the the logical fallacies all around it
1: uh it's fucking brilliant
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's so effective at what it does even though it's so logically
1: ridiculous yeah Spielberg had the magic and what else you got
0: uh, I mean, the only other ones that, uh, that that like, really hit me is uh, when Nedry dies and, like, all of a sudden the Dilophosaurus is in the car. Like, why would it go in the car?
1: Yep. But, uh, whatever. He, for the he, visual.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, again, makes for an interesting shot where he gets in the yeah. car and he's like, oh, good, I'm safe. And then he looks over and it's like, rattle, 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 hiss, spit kill. <laughs>
2: like,
0: like okay. At least all of the weird little nitpicky stuff, it wasn't I don't think it's because no one thought about it. I think someone thought about it and decided, "Fuck it. This will be cool."
1: Yeah, worth it. And I can deal with that. Yeah, like Spielberg knows how to tell a story. This is not going to kill this movie. And it didn't. You know, there have been those those things that have popped out before, you know, the like you said the drop, the car in the tree, the the only other thing that, that I definitely remember has always bothered me is the fact that Timmy could so very <laughs> easily fit right through the holes in that electric fence.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. But yes, that is true. I actually did mention that last night, but I didn't write it down. They, in fact, I, I think both of the kids could have fit through those holes.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm somebody who's terrified of heights, you know, especially when I was a little kid. And now that I'm an old man. Um, I, I did okay for a couple of years in the in the middle there, but I don't think I've ever been so terrified of heights when I have something to grip onto that I wouldn't be able to climb down from somewhere, especially if it was about to be electrified. Like he seems I don't know, a little unnecessarily frozen and kind of stupid.
0: That that said, I've got some kids, and occasionally, like, you're telling them to do something that they should do, because but they're scared, and they just freeze. And the more you yell at them to do it, the more they freeze. Well, so, yeah,
1: I mean, but if you'd put that belt down, then maybe they'd be okay. Well, I don't know. I think you should have started whacking Timmy with
0: a belt. Get the fuck off that fence! <laughs> yeah, you stupid idiot! Like, this is gonna be bad for everybody. But yeah, like, after that scene, I looked at Odin, I was like, that's why you do what your parents, what, what adults tell you to <laughs> <laughs> what i thought you were gonna say was when uh when lex is hacking the hacking the thing cause she's a hacker <laughs> yeah it's a unix system i know this yeah and uh which by the way that looked nothing like a unix system
1: <laughs> yeah well i mean that that was back in the 90s when, when like they had to make some weird three-dimensional like world out of you know, a system to, so you could visually see somebody like in that movie, the hacker or or not hacker uh, hackers. Yeah. When they're, when they're going through like electric buildings and shit to hack the Gibson. Well, it's cause normal hacking is pretty boring looking. Yeah. Yeah. It would probably be really stupid. Tapping a bunch of
0: terminal commands into a black screen. Um, but when like they're holding the door closed and, and, and Sattler's like reaching for the fucking shotgun with her foot, and Timmy's just like standing behind his sister, like pounding on the chair, like hurry, hurry! Like how about you grab the fucking shotgun, kid? <laughs> yeah, go, go, go! Pass that over to the lady, please, yeah, I mean, fuck. and thank you. Like if I if I was either one of those adults, I'd be like, kid, over here now, shotgun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but
0: uh, all said and done, one of my favorite movies.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, This this one isn't so much a uh, like plot hole. But something that always makes me so angry every single time I watch it is when Grant in that T-Rex scene, when Grant gets out and does the flare and like when he's in the middle of taking care of it, when Malcolm breaks out his own flare and just starts running with him, I've I've never understood why that character did that. And he even like turns the T-Rex in a different direction, too, or some shit like it. it the the mind-boggling stupidity of that character in that moment has always made me angry. Well, yeah, well, yeah I, think, I imagine it
0: pissed everyone else off there, too. <laughs> yeah. He thought he was trying to help. He didn't understand yeah. what was going on. And, uh, you know, he's, he, he had to have a reason to have his shirt open later.
1: <laughs> so, I think it is safe to say that this episode's just going to be about the first movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, I was gonna. I had a bunch of notes ready for fucking the other movies and stuff, but holy shit! Yeah, we're
1: over an hour in. We're getting kind of long here. Yeah, Um, and like I even was gonna bring up, you know, like video games and action figures. Well, I, well, I mean, one aspect that I wanted to touch on, but I don't know how much I really have to say about it is the sound design.
0: Oh yeah, the sound design was pretty good. The the did like, you did you like it? Yeah, <laughs> they had to come up with a whole bunch of sounds for creatures that had never made sounds before. Yeah. Or like that we have no idea what they sound like. And I, I think they sounded convincingly dinosauric.
1: Yeah, I wish I would have gone back to uh, to watch whatever documentary I watched years ago where the dude was actually going through all the different, like they used like three different sounds for the T-Rex roar and I can't remember what it was anymore. I think a lion was in there and then there was you know the 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 tone like the vocal tone of it was from something else and
0: yeah i remember hearing that as well but i don't, also don't remember what it was i did watch a clip from uh, Jurassic World and mm-hmm. noticed that i didn't like the raptor sounds they used they they almost sounded like robotic and weird like something oh, yeah? about them just didn't sound quite right and i don't know I don't remember thinking that when I saw the movie, but I, I thought about it when I saw this clip. And so I don't know if it was like bad audio in the clip or if uh, I just hadn't noticed it previously, but I didn't that Well That, like that
1: wouldn't shock me that they fucked something up because in my opinion, well, I guess I don't get to have an opinion because I went to watch Jurassic World and I got about 25 minutes into it. If that and turned it off, I could not fucking deal with that movie. Like I sat through Lost World wasn't great. I sat through Jurassic Park 3. I actually liked that more than Lost World back in the day. I don't know if I would still really? think that these days. Yeah. I mean, I was a big fan of Dr. Grant. So having Dr. Grant back was good. Having pterodactyls there was great. Um, I thought that Spinosaurus was fucking stupid. Man, I don't know. I, I, I did not like Jurassic Park 3 at all. Yeah, I think, I think you are, you're in the majority with that. Yeah, I think
0: I'm the weirdo with this. Lost World was uh, pretty fucking bad. It, it, the, looking back on it now, though, it does seem funny that... that uh, it feels like Sam Neill, the actor, had the same motivations as his character.
1: <laughs> like, Stay the fuck away? No. Like,
0: like <laughs> I don't want to do this. Here's a bunch of money. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like... Well, I mean, in, in Lost World the character of Ian Malcolm is seems completely different than what he was in the first one. Like all of a sudden he's got, he's like, you know, he's wearing like flannel shirts and shit and like normal guy glasses. And, and like, he seems like, like a regular, a regular dude and more of a family man. You know, he's got that like stepdaughter or or whatever that adopted daughter and Julianne Moore's his, his girlfriend. Whereas, that that was not the direction the character in the first one would have gone in unless he had a sudden change of heart after his experiences at the park
0: well in the beginning of the movie he still looks like fucking cool guy Ian malcolm maybe he just realizes you know wearing a leather jacket to a fucking tropical dinosaur park where you might get murdered is a bad idea yeah I mean, he lost the first jacket, so maybe he didn't want to lose the new jacket, so he brought a bunch of shitty flannels (laughs) that he could do without. (laughs) But his his daughter could have been removed from that movie and it would have been better.
1: Yeah, well, then you wouldn't have anybody doing gymnastic kicks on on raptors and kicking them onto spikes to kill raptors. Like
0: I said, it would have been better.
1: (laughs) Uh, Although I do have to say that scene was pretty intense when that when that like bus or trailers getting pushed off the cliff by the yeah. uh, t-rex coming coming for them
0: and the fucking the fucking like dino capture scene where like where the in-gen folks are coming in there capturing all the dinosaurs mm-hmm. this scene was fucking cool like yeah. riding motorcycles between their legs and fucking like shooting nets over them and shit and that um what do they call the fucking something cephalosaurus with the fucking big cap on its head that like rams each other in the head oh yeah 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 fucking like rams that
1: dude like through the fucking jeep yeah shit was cool okay so there were good moments i (laughs) mean i don't know about a t-rex getting loose in san diego or or hey how about fucking inconsistencies there they've got the t-rex locked up and it pulls up (laughs) it it crashes into port and it's still locked up but the crew's all dead yeah there was just a serial killer on board had nothing to do with the dinosaur (laughs) I feel like the same thing happened in like a Godzilla movie or something. Like what like Godzilla nineteen eighty five or something. I feel
0: like the same thing happened at the beginning of Jurassic Park three. Where the fucking oh, yeah? they're parasailing and the fucking like boat goes through some clouds and then all of a sudden everybody's dead. Like who the fuck killed the people on the boat? Well it's you know, that's just what happens in Jurassic Park movies.
1: Oh, I think it was the, but that one could have been pterodactyls, right? Could have been know. what? And they'd all just left? Yeah. I don't like, know. whatever. I don't have to stay here. Yeah, it didn't it didn't seem
0: again it seemed kind of dumb like what what happened mystery boat deaths
1: yeah but you know again like like with jurassic park 3 the thing that pissed me off was that fucking spinosaurus i thought that thing looked stupid and to me the the t-rex is the fucking man like the t rex is the big dick of Jurassic Park i don't know why i keep using that term all of a sudden i think that's the second time today you like big dicks john it's okay hey <laughs> we don't judge here <laughs> yeah. um but you know the the t rex was the badass and that's the one i want to see being the badass and from the little bit of Jurassic world that i saw they did the same thing with like was it like the indominus rex or something were they like genetically engineered one to be more badass? Yeah, but he got his comeuppance. Yeah, and I mean that final scene, like that final scene, kind of encapsulates everything that I hate about modern cinema's overuse of CGI. And you know, like what, like what you were talking about earlier about the dinosaurs living in an actual real space that ending scene that last fight with the with the dinosaurs and the humans running around in the middle of it had 0% realism at all. You know, like they're they're running through the fight as buildings are are crumbling around them and not once did I actually believe that there was even anything practical happening around them. There probably wasn't. It was probably just the set designers put like put like debris on the ground and put it in front of a big green screen. It looked like shit the character's motivate motivation like Bryce Dallas Howard's character like I mean from what you tell me she was a fucking dumbass the entire time anyway but like she she has him open up the T-Rex paddock to to and she's just standing directly in front of the door with a flare and the, and then pull you know it's okay it's a it's an homage to the Ian Malcolm thing where the T-Rex is chasing her but how the fuck did that T-Rex not catch her not only that she's
0: running in fucking heels yeah, that's uh, like if she can run more than thirty-five miles an hour in heels,
1: I am impressed. You know, it everything just seemed, it just seems so stupid and pointless, and them saying, "Well, we can do this, so we should," which actually is ironically Ian Malcolm's thing. You know,
0: you, <laughs> your special effects artists were so busy thinking about whether or not they could, they didn't think about whether or not they should.
1: Yeah, and it's like like. I was thinking this earlier when we were talking about CGI being developed for this and how in Lost World it got, it got worse because they could do more of it and less animatronics. But, like, it's almost like we have Jurassic Park to blame for what's wrong with shit now. And, yeah. and nothing shows it off better than the latest Jurassic Park.
0: I think that's, that's, that's fair. This and, and T2 they both fucking yeah. killed it they both like blew everybody's minds with the special effects they could do and people spent the next 10 years trying to fucking recreate that and uh it took about 10 years for folks to be able to recreate that with just cgi and now that they can they fucking want to and the tough thing is is now cgi has gotten good enough that uh they it almost makes sense to do it that way and i'm not sure if i like it but uh it's good. And f- from someone that has seen both of the Jurassic World movies all the way through, they're not terrible. They're still fairly fun. They're still okay. Like, I've got some issues with the fucking motivation of the characters and whatnot here and there. But, uh, you, you you know, they're setting things up for this, the third movie that's going to come out. And and I get it. And they're fun. I'll watch them. The, but they don't, they don't hold the place in my heart that Jurassic Park did. I still think both of them are better than Jurassic Park three, so there's that. They're not the neither of them are the worst entry in the Jurassic Park series.
1: <laughs> see, and I I I want to see them, but I've got such a problem with the whole like, you know, uh, the the I remember back in the day like the WB now the CW like does this all the time where it's like this or even even Hollywood in the '90s especially would do like these beautiful twenty somethings are like you know, master physicists and, and, uh, you know, electrical well, electrical engineer isn't like an unreal, but they, they are just like the best of the best. And they are experts in all these things that would take, you know, half a lifetime to become an expert in, but they're just, Oh yeah, I'm 24 and I'm gorgeous. And I do this thing. Yeah. And it's so like I had, a I had a hard time with Bryce Dallas Howard, even though, yeah, she's not 24, but She does have three first names, all of which are male. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) I was just thinking, about. I was like, oh no, now, now I'm making it sound like beautiful people can't be successful and, and very good at things. But yeah, I, I don't know. It just, I didn't, I didn't buy Bryce Dallas Howard in the role. Um, and I think, and I guess that's not fair because I didn't give her you know a full movies shot she, but I, she does just, have a
0: bit of a character arc but it's not i don't know i wasn't fulfilled by it either because she she makes consistently stupid decisions throughout the beginning you know the first half of the movie you know like she's i think it's her niece and nephew or something that are out there
1: uh two nephews
0: oh yeah they are the both boys you're right yeah so but her her, her nephews are out there and she's like, she's not closing down the park and she's not doing this. And she just doesn't seem very concerned until the end where all of a sudden she's very concerned.
1: Yeah. Where she can very dramatically shout
2: Run!
0: No.
1: for a, for a trailer. Sting. And then, in the, and then in the next movie, she's like a fucking dinosaur
0: rights activist. But I mean, I guess people change. Sure. Why not? Maybe that, maybe yeah. that
1: happened. And I don't know if, if there's, if there's something in me that for some reason I just think the idea of a raptor trainer is stupid, Oh, it's definitely crazy, but so's a lion tamer, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe that one just wasn't meant for me, and I'll, and I'll, I'll I'll keep my original Jurassic Park, and I'll love it till the day yeah. I die. Um, so what do you say? How about a break? Boy, I think we're overdue. Look up in the sky,
0: it's a bird, it's a plane it's the fortress of fandom podcast i'm
2: garrett your host covering the fandom topics that you love most superheroes comics
0: movies star wars nerd news anime video games and so much more if you like any of these topics come join our band of fofers and let your fandom flag fly new episodes almost every week find us pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts and search for us on social media at the fof pod keep on nerding on
1: (sighs) oh welcome back ben
0: i'm glad to be back john how was your break? It was breaktacular.
1: All right. Mine
0: was breaktastic.
1: tastic. Oh. Which one's better? I don't know. We'll
0: have to have a break off.
1: <laughs> so? Do you remember the first time you saw
0: Jurassic Park? I do. It was in the theaters. I imagine so. Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this was uh this was one of those movies that um I insisted on my parents taking me to because, uh, I was because you're
1: the boss, apparently.
0: I was a dinosaur kid and this was a movie about dinosaurs and it was going to have dinosaurs and I wanted to see dinosaurs. <laughs> and I was not disappointed. This movie was fucking, it blew my fucking mind.
1: It was yeah. amazing. I think we were at the, the I, like we touched on earlier, we were at the prime age for this. Like we weren't, we weren't old enough to wear. I mean, like some, some kid, like so many kids love dinosaurs when they're kids, dinosaurs and space. Like people want to be astronauts or, or paleontologists, unless they are Colin Overman, who I've always remembered said when he was a kid, he wanted to be a mailman. I can't think of any great dramatic mailman movies, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, yeah, I, if, if with the lost world, they'd done. Dinosaurs in space, they would have totally had me for life.
1: (laughs) Um, Do you have any any specific impressions or memories from the first time you saw it? I mean, other than just being,
0: you know, fucking gobsmacked and, you know, more engrossed and enthralled by a movie than I probably ever had been previously... I mean, I just remember being wrapped the entire time and wanting to watch it again immediately after finishing it. Yeah, and uh, just the the final scene with the Velociraptors fighting the T Rex and he fucking takes him out and then roars and the fucking sign falls and mm-hmm. that thing that it still stirs me
1: now. Yeah, and apparently that part wasn't originally scripted. Like they they didn't originally have it as a t-rex busting in in the end and saving them from the raptors i don't know what the plan was but that was one of those things as they were developing the cgi where all of a sudden they're just like oh we can we can do this like we can we can throw a full t-rex 100 percent cgi in daylight into this and make it look good and fuck dude yeah. that thing looked so so good yeah
0: it's insane. it did. He's fucking throwing raptors around and fucking breaking skeletons and shit. and uh, yeah. it just looks legit as fuck I, I love the pose at the end though because he's kind of like away from the camera and the, just like the head turns back around and roars and the fucking totally dinosaur when and, dinosaurs ruled the earth, fucking sign flutters to the ground. It's like,
1: fuck, yes and that was the the only real like dinosaur fight we got in that movie. yeah. Like, there was no big dinosaur-on-dinosaur dinosaur action. No, it was mostly... Until then. Dinosaur-V people. Yeah.
0: And, uh, which was, was pretty gripping as it was.
1: hmm Yeah, I remember the first time I saw this movie was... It was for our friend, or at least my friend. I don't know if you ever knew him, but the, this guy, Dan Richardson, R.I.P. Um, it was for his birthday when we were kids. And they took us to a theater, which... For the life of me, I cannot figure out which theater it was because it was somewhere kind of far away. Like, I don't know if it was like Auburn or even like Colfax, though. I don't know why we would go all the way up there. But like, I have a distinct memory of what the outside of the theater looks like and what the parking lot looks like. And it's not one that I've been to. Well, I went there one other time, probably at a similar age, maybe a couple of years after when I saw uh, Ace Ventura, when nature calls the sequel. And I wish I knew where that theater was because it's, it's really, it's disturbing to me that I can't remember. And then, and then I remember seeing it a second time at the, uh, at the synodomes on, on greenback. I don't know where I saw it the third time, but it was probably the Cynodomes Cause that's where we went when we were younger, but you know, same as you, like I just remember sitting in that theater and every one of those big moments just melted my eyeballs with how awesome it was mm-hmm. and and how unbelievable it was you know that 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 they could or it was unbelievable how believable it was i guess would be would be the yeah. more the more apt description because i just i couldn't i couldn't comprehend what i was seeing i had never seen creature effects like that before and Very rarely since, you know, it, it just, it did, it did something that nothing had ever done before. And like you said, it blew my mind. We were just, we were little kids and it was like a dream come true because it was on a screen and it wasn't actually happening to me. And I guess that that's also something that was very smart of them. Well, I guess it would, it would have come from the book, but having the kids there, like we were probably about the same age as Timmy. So yep. we we had characters to attach to, and and I had a little crush on on Lex when I was a kid. You know, she was she was a cute girl. She was in a in a great movie. That whole Unix system thing was kind of dumb, but was she in anything else? Uh, I know at at a couple times over the years, I've I've gone and done a little dive on like what she's done, but I don't think she's any sort of consistently working actor. I don't think that was her path, but. I'm sure you could look it up right now both the kids did a pretty good job in the movie timmy uh i think his name is joe Mazzello. like he he grew up to still work like he he actually played uh john deacon the bass player in bohemian rhapsody oh really yeah i still haven't seen that that's cool yeah joseph Mazzello. he was i remember seeing him in an, in a season of uh justified also where he played like this southern like snake charming type uh pastor he was really good in that, too. Apparently, she was in Tremors. Oh, no shit. Which was before Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. So, she's got some
0: creature experience. I used to love that movie when I was a kid. I haven't seen that movie in a long fucking time.
1: I don't think I ever saw it. You never saw it? Tremors is fucking good. It's got Kevin Bacon yeah. in it. Yeah, so it's yeah. It's gotta be good, not, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, if, if
1: somebody said, what do you know about Tremors? I'd be like, underground toothy worms and Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> like I would know that I could attach that movie in that whole like 6 degrees to Kevin Bacon game.
0: Jurassic Park was I think was the first movie in the theaters that really sold me on fucking movie magic.
1: Like the magic of fucking movies.
0: <laughs> yep, the magic of fucking movies. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like the just the the uh you know what movies could do. And you know cuz I'd enjoyed movies before, they were fun, they were you know funny or entertaining and this one just it it Fucking blew everything else out of the park. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was just, it was so beyond what I ever could have expected going in. And, and and it'll always hold a place for me because of that.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, and unfortunately, it's sort of like, like in a way, like blew the bell curve, you know, like it made it that much more difficult for everything else to be good. Yeah. What grade were we in when this came out? If, uh, if we were just turning 11 right after this then we would have been going into fifth grade yeah so it was probably right about the time i met you yeah boy long time ago yeah our our friendship is as old as jurassic park
0: 65 (laughs) million years in the making um i had like i'd seen terminator 2 before this but i saw it on vhs Mm -hmm. so like i remember that movie when i saw it was uh Was also kind of mind blowing, but I didn't see it in the theater obviously because they weren't going to let a, you know, nine year old boy into an R rated movie. Thankfully, they we our parents took us to or
1: allowed us to go to a PG thirteen movie at ten and or (laughs) eleven. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I guess the the first one I ever saw in the theaters, like for sure, was Batman that uh, that we talked about in the last episode. So, thankfully, my parents by the time it got to me were were. A little more liberal about, you know, the, the age restrictions. Yeah, it's a dinosaur movie, right? How bad could it be? Yeah, I mean, that's probably how my parents saw it. They're like, oh, it's, it, it's a dinosaur movie. Of course our kid can go see that. We don't have to worry about people getting eaten off of toilets. Yeah. But it's okay because he's a lawyer. <laughs> Dinosaurs don't eat people, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the clear what if in this situation, Ben, is what if... Jurassic Park did exist. I'd be really upset
0: if it was $10,000 a day like that jerk-ass lawyer was suggesting. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was affordable, I would fucking go. I would absolutely go. I would go, 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 go.
1: Now, what if we lived in a world where this, the events of this movie had happened and then they still opened a park after? So I guess Jurassic World. I'd still go. Yeah? Yep. Even though... Shit has malfunctioned and people died. Yeah, they should have learned their lessons, right? Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I guess roller coasters malfunction and people die. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, I want to see some fucking dinosaurs. That sounds fucking rad. I don't know why, but I think I would be happy seeing video footage of it. You already have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. No, I would want to go. I want to fucking ride a T-Rex or some shit. Like, you know, they ride the elephants at the circus. I want to ride a
1: triceratops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the that that is that is a more easy what if. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like what if you were in this situation, but I think it would be pretty clear you'd do kind of a similar thing that, that as to what they or you know what they did.
0: I would yeah, I would try and leave and not die. I would try yeah. to not get <laughs> eaten by a dinosaur. Survive. Yeah. But uh, no, I would absolutely, without a fucking doubt, want to go to Jurassic Park. I might be one of those assholes that's trying to, like, uh, pay for illicit paragliding tours around (laughs) the
1: island. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: Because, like, there's dinosaurs over there. That's what you're telling me. And you're telling me I can't go look at them. All right, we'll see.
1: Like life, I will find a
0: way. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. You just, uh, I know they're there. And so, uh, yeah. I'd like to see them. So I'd probably get killed, I think, is the long and the short of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or at least you'd be, you would have a much higher percentage of uh of being murdered by dinosaurs than me. Yeah. So
0: uh, what about you? Would you go to Jurassic Park?
1: No, I don't think so. Nope. No, just wouldn't do it? If, if it was something that had existed for years and years and years without really any incidents with, uh, with... Uh, the public like patrons, like, like Marine world or sea world, you know, like something like a zoo where it just doesn't happen, where, where people get attacked and killed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind going and seeing a dinosaur behind some very thick plexiglass.
0: Well, that was the thing in fucking, uh, Jurassic, like lost world. The second one, like the bad guys, you know, the InGen guys. That was their ideas. They were going to go get a bunch of dinosaurs and put them in a zoo in San Diego. I don't know. That doesn't sound that bad. That sounds fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can afford to go to San Diego before I can go to some fucking island, 125 miles off the coast of Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, InGen, keep it up. You're doing good work. (laughs) You're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a fucking dinosaur zoo. I can go to. (laughs)
1: Well, this, uh, this movie unsurprisingly has permeated pop culture, whether it's, uh, whether it's action figures. Like I remember, uh, Preston's family having some figures, like there was a, like a battle damaged T-Rex where like you could rip a hunk out of yeah. the, out of the side of it. And there's like the rib cage and meat, um, and like Jeeps and shit. And there's probably some like fucking battle armor, Dr. Grant or some shit. <laughs> Um, the, you had video games. Like I remember there was a, uh, there was a Genesis game and a Super Nintendo game that were entirely different from each other.
0: There was a PlayStation one for lost world too. I remember. Oh no shit. What, what type of game was that? Um, I don't know. I remember dying a lot and quitting. That's all I remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, that was my story with the, uh, the Genesis one, the side scroller was so fucking tough. And I think at some point you could play as a Raptor. But I
0: have some vague memory of that as well. I'm, or at least I think I remember seeing commercials and thinking like, "That's fucking cool. I want to do that."
1: Yeah. Um, and then there was the arcade game where you you get into that that uh the jeep. that little jeep. Yeah, the shooter. My my kid loves that game. If we're at an arcade with it, like she has to play it, and she's shockingly good at it. Born dinosaur killer. Yeah, she'll last longer than I will. Like half the time, it's pretty ridiculous. And it it hurts my pride Let's just start elbowing her well I, while well, I sit there and, <laughs> a, and like a dinosaur jumps at us from like her side of the screen, and then it hits me and not her, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here so I don't know i, I get a little I get a little bitter <laughs> um, I'm sure there were serials um there's the 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 John Williams score, of course. In fact, I probably shouldn't just be listing off all of these different items of pop culture before i ask what is your favorite use in pop culture
0: uh you know i was thinking about that and um
1: did it hurt (sighs) terribly
0: um i was trying to think of like what is my favorite use of jurassic park outside of jurassic park movies and a couple things came to mind uh one the the giant automated t-rex toy like that you could turn on and it would walk and roar oh no shit i don't even
1: remember that yeah i
0: had one i got it at a garage sale later i didn't get it new but it was fucking cool as you have it
1: fight your rancor figure oh probably
0: (laughs) 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 no but yeah it was like fucking 13 inches tall It was fucking huge and uh i remember having it and uh playing with it a lot and uh it was cool like it would have been cool even if it wasn't related to jurassic park (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah yeah well and and that t-rex like the design for it has become like the accepted design for a t-rex like the way its brows are and its and its snout and its teeth and its jaw like that is such a bitchin terrifying uh t-rex design like you you look at at, like the harryhausen designs and stuff and it just kind of looks like looks like a weenie lizard yeah well, I,
0: I think their design is a fairly accurate T-Rex design, too. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Like that's oh, cool.
0: That's kind of what a T-Rex skull looks like.
1: Yeah, because I, I kind of used that as at least a starting point, because I didn't just want to 100% ape it when we were doing our comic travels in time, and we ended up on a prehistoric island and had to, had to run from a T-Rex.
0: Well, I think it's accurate. I think you can ape it, because that's, that's pretty close to what a T-Rex looked like. I mean, they might have, I think they actually, most people now think they had feathers, but
1: yeah, I, I don't like that. (laughs) I, I do not like imagining dinosaurs with feathers. I think, I think velociraptors look
0: like raptors look pretty fucking cool with feathers.
1: Yeah. See, it's the reptilian thing that, that just, it makes sense to me. That's what I've always known it as. And I don't want change. They probably weren't reptiles. Do you know why the
0: assumption is there that they had feathers? They found some fossils on on a number of them that did have, you know, proto feathers. They weren't like, you know, full bird feathers, but they were more like
1: fuzzy hairs. Oh, okay. See, I could I could deal with that, but I, I've i seen like concept art of like a full like feathered out raptor, and I think it looks stupid.
0: Some of the smaller ones probably did. I mean, you look at like, you know, Archipetrix. And, uh, I mean, that was from, that was from the Jurassic period, which is, you know, a few million, many millions of years before the T-Rex or the modern raptors existed and they had feathers.
1: That's dumb. Yeah.
0: Cause the, uh, not my dinosaurs. Yeah, Cause the T-Rex and the Triceratops and the
1: Velociraptor were all Cretaceous creatures. Oh no. So does that mean the, the title's bullshit? Should it be Cretaceous park? Yeah. Except that sounds dumb. Yeah. Jurassic
0: Park sounds way cooler. And
1: yeah. and
0: there was I think I think there was a greater variety of dinosaurs in like most of the dinosaurs were in the Jurassic era, but a lot of the really big ones that you think about were in uh the Cretaceous
1: period, technically. Oh shit. Well, I, I was never a huge dinosaur kid anyway. But my favorite use in pop culture is um something I think I alluded to earlier, but I'm not sure. But it was the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios Hollywood. I never did that. Is it still there? Man. It's probably a Jurassic World ride now, isn't it? They, yeah, they shut it down for a while and redressed it as Jurassic World. I did watch a, um, a ride through, but I think I was drunk because I don't remember it very well, but I know I watched one. Um, you can go on YouTube and they, they have those, uh, those like high def ride throughs just with somebody with like a POV camera and they'll look around as they're going through but that ride when it first showed up was the it was the shit like you it's a uh, it's a water ride similar oh, to really? um splash mountain and you're in boats and you know it's got like this soundtrack where like it even it has like some lead-in little uh narration as you're going towards the gates and then it's got the full wooden gate you know it's like welcome yeah, to yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park and opens up and it it's, it's magical, just like in the movie, you know, like all of a sudden you're just, it's got all these wildlife sounds. It's got compies fighting over like a bucket of popcorn. It's got like a, a Brachiosaurus that like, that like, uh, its neck is sticking up out of the water. And I can't, I can't remember if it's the Brachiosaurus or those ram head ones that like spit water at you. And, um, yeah, you get to see all sorts of fucking dinosaurs walking around, but then it like it takes a turn for the sinister and it's got a great soundtrack going through it too. Like you, you start going into the facility and all of a sudden you see like a boat off to the side. That's clearly been fucked up. Yeah. And, uh, and like at one point, like a, a Dilophosaurus will like shoot its head up and go, you know, do its little, its little, uh, waggly. What are those things? What do, what do I even call those? It looks like an umbrella on their head. Frills. Brills. Yeah. Okay. Frills, yeah. It does its brill thing and it's, it, it squirts water at you and um, poison water. It, yeah, exactly. It's not black though, in this case. Um And they've gotten an homage to that big ass drop where, where there's like a, you know, a tall wall that looks just like that. And there's a car that's like, you know, at the tipping point at the top. And as you're going by, like it, it drops down off the wall and then like tips towards you. And you 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 go up a a large ramp because of course you know it's a water ride it's got to have a drop and like raptors are like popping out from like the ceiling and shit and yeah everything's fucked up and as you get to the top like you're in a dark like mechanical facility where all this mist is shooting and sparks and it's it's a very high tension thing and like a T Rex fucking drops its head from the ceiling at you but it's it's dark and it's hard to see but like I I I still remember my first time and it's. It it was, again, it was terrifying. You peed yourself? And (laughs) The good thing it was a water (laughs) ride. And then as you go around this corner, there's a waterfall in front of you. Like, you're still in the facility, but there's just a shit ton of water dumping down. And I feel like there's a countdown for some reason. But the T-Rex just straight up, like, shoots out of the waterfall and roars at you right as you drop. Like, right in front of the T-Rex. Fuck. And it's a bigger drop than splash mountain. You get, you get more wet, like it's faster. It's more exciting. And that ride was amazing. Years later, they would run it in B mode all the time, which is like much more limited animations and movement and stuff. And it was kind of depressing, but, uh, no, still, still beats splash mountain hands down. And that is 100% my favorite use in pop culture outside of the movie. Man, that's way cooler than my stupid dinosaur toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I I hope I didn't ruin the ride for people, but because because I I remember it, it. I mean, it's still on the same track. It's probably just dressed with yeah with um, skinned. Yeah, but I mean that that T Rex from Jurassic Park is just the. It's probably one of the best creatures ever committed to celluloid in my opinion you know like of course there's the aliens there's predator but that t-rex has got a special place Fuck yeah my runner up for uh,
0: favorite use in pop culture was that uh on the internet when that picture of steven spielberg sitting next to the triceratops model went around and somebody like put like a caption on it like look at this fucking stupid hunter killing this beautiful animal and people got all outraged <laughs> <laughs>
1: thought that was pretty funny oh wow Did they assume it was like a rare horned elephant something, something like, like, that. like that oh yeah probably
0: <laughs> <laughs> people got all pissed because they thought steven spielberg was trophy hunting
1: triceratopses. wow uh, <laughs> <laughs> um well i guess i guess it's time for for some wrap-up huh
0: yeah yeah i mean i think the only other thing that i really wanted to talk about on the list uh was uh fucking that thing that chris pratt put out i guess the all-in challenge oh yeah no shit where um I, i guess it's a thing that's been going around that i guess like celebrities are challenging each other to it's in order to raise money for uh i think like meals on wheels and um feeding america and a few other like uh you know food charities
1: like no kid hungry yeah
0: yeah and so I guess Justin Bieber challenged Chris Pratt to do something. And I guess they it looked like I was looking at the website and it looks like most of it's like, you know, meet this guy or do this thing. And Chris Pratt's is, uh, get eaten by a dinosaur in the next Jurassic world movie for 10 bucks. You can, you can enter a raffle or they have an auction going at which right now the top bid is $40,000. But, uh, Yeah. So you for 10 bucks, you could have a chance to uh, get eaten by a dinosaur in the next fucking
1: Jurassic World movie. Angelina told me about this earlier today, and I just I started laughing. I started laughing my ass off, just imagining how cool that would be. And and what a cool idea for a raffle, because like, oh, yeah, go, you know, have have lunch with uh, I don't even know any fucking celebrities anymore. Liam Neeson. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. I'd love to have lunch with Liam Neeson, but for for Chris Pratt to have the idea, or if it was, or whoever had the idea, but to auction that off the the chance to die in a Jurassic Park movie and actually like see your face, so you're not just some faceless, nameless nobody. I mean, well, you'll probably be nameless, but that that's such a cool idea. That you know, like you said, for ten bucks to enter a raffle. Like they are going to get so many fucking ten dollar donations for that. Yeah, they've already got one dude saying he's gonna pay forty thousand dollars to do it. That's nuts. Honestly, like I would I would probably pay more to do that than I would pay to go to a real Jurassic Park. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to get fake murdered by a dinosaur yeah. rather than real murdered. Yes. I'm gonna throw ten bucks in. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Like I got ten bucks to to blow on that and uh Uh, That would be fucking rad because I imagine you go out to whatever set it is where they're filming it. You'd probably meet all the people that were going to be in or around there anyway. So that would be fucking cool. And then you get to be eaten by a dinosaur. It's probably all CGI. So you probably go to like a big green room and you run and scream real quick. And then uh,
1: later on, you get to see what happened. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like come to think of it, I would be surprised if you actually met like principal cast.
0: Imagine you should at least meet Chris Pratt since it was his thing, right? Yeah, I imagine he would show Come up, show up, but but yeah, and shake like, your like hand Sam, Sam Neill
1: right? and Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum probably would not have any any desire to be there unless they had to. So yeah, I'd love to meet Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, totally.
0: Uh, I mean, and that is—I got to say—I am excited about the next Jurassic World movie. Like I said on the other two, they were they were okay, they were fun, I enjoyed them. They didn't live up to Jurassic Park, but uh, I didn't expect them to. You know, that's one of my top movies ever. So uh, they're not, they are not—they weren't going to top that.
1: Yeah, that'd be like expecting Rise of Skywalker to be better than, you know, A New Hope and Empire. Yeah, it, and it's just silliness.
0: But I am excited because it, it looks like what they're doing with that movie is essentially like it, you, you haven't seen Fallen Kingdom, right? So I don't know if I want to spoil nope. it here, but basically a bunch of dinosaurs get out at the end of it. They let a bunch of dinosaurs out into, into America essentially. Cause all, they were in like, yeah, I, I spoiled some, the movie for myself. San Diego. I, I didn't some mind. shit. And so it's going to be kind of cool. Cause like all the other Jurassic park movies are like, oh, let's talk this guy into going back to the Island and doing this thing. Let's you know, let's go back to the Island and do this and go back to the Island and do that. And without the exception of the little half hour segue to fucking San Diego that felt really tacked on in lost world. You haven't got to see fucking a whole shit ton of dinosaurs romping through a fucking, you know, city and screwing yeah, like, with people's daily
1: lives. What would it look like if a whole herd of raptors all of a sudden got loose in Manhattan? Yeah. Or a Walmart.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, like, Any Walmart. And
0: so I'm fucking... Uh, that sounds cool. That sounds like something new from the series that they could do. And they've got this whole relationship between... um Chris Pratt's character and the fucking, the blue, the raptor that they could, that I'm sure is going to play into it. And, uh,
1: Dumb. oh, it, it, they've been building on it. It could do something. Cool. It's a boy and his dog. I
0: get it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they're bringing back fucking Laura Dern, Sam Neill and fucking Jeff Goldblum. So I got high hopes for it. I'm thinking it, it could be something new and interesting. And they're, they're billing it as like, this is it. This is the finale for now. Yeah, exactly. Is as final as anything is in Hollywood.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm hoping it'll be a fucking cool movie and it'll do something new and different within the uh, Jurassic Pantheon. Park,
1: parkiverse? <laughs>
0: yeah. <there's>, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh,
1: I, I got high hopes for it. I mean, if I'm honest with myself, I probably won't see it in theater. Like I can't think of what would get me into the theater to see that one, but I really hope it is good. I hope enough people say you know it's it's a return to the glory of Jurassic Park, and it's a great ending you know to the series that you know, maybe maybe I'll give that one a watch. But
0: the thing that'll probably bring me to the theater is my son because he's going to be fucking bonkers for this shit because he loved the last two movies like he's he's
1: fucking super into this oh okay so he'd seen the new ones before seeing the original um maybe last well, didn't time... he just see the original for the first time oh no he'd seen it before
0: oh okay oh no he uh that, yeah he was just that excited oh on... so he's
1: a turbo wuss
0: no well, he's he just he he <laughs> fucking buys into the movie man he'd uh no he'd seen it before oh okay yeah I'm not holding Jurassic Park back from my kids for 10 years, I'm not that kind of monster. So John, if you were to try and sum up your feelings for Jurassic Park in one word, what
1: would that word be? You know, this is tough because I feel like with every episode it's getting more and more difficult to find the appropriate word because so many of these things just could be filed under like the magical or amazing, you know, like like that that whole category of words that is just like mind blowing, which this is all of those things. But I think I'm going to steal a word from you from our very second episode. And I'm going to go with terrifying. Ah. Because as much as I love this movie, and as much as it fills me with wonder and like I talk about the you know the the last great magical Spielberg movie. Under all of it, like if I think about the experience, like I would have major psychological damage after that like you don't you don't recover from like you don't stop having nightmares about dinosaurs from then on, like I'd see an alligator and piss my pants <laughs> a little blue belly 'd run across your foot and you'd scream like a girl absolutely, you know like I can't think of an experience that i mean sorry for. People who have lived through things like the Holocaust or some shit. But like I can't think of an experience that would be more traumatic and terrifying than being almost eaten by dinosaurs several times. Alien? That would fuck me up. Yeah. That shit's fucking super terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. But, but yeah. But
0: not to not to lessen Jurassic Park's scariness.
1: Yeah. Dinosaurs in real life, cool concept. Dinosaurs trying to eat you and you having to stay alive. Terrible. Like same thing with uh, with going again back to uh, back to Westworld, which was also written by Michael Crichton. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the, the the parallels are there. But, you know, like, do I want to go to a a uh, a park where essentially uh, free thinking robots exist and, and adapt to everything? Like, yes, that sounds great. But what if they start killing you?
0: I I don't know if I want to do that. Go when it first opens, because
1: eventually they'll start killing you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, when is the safe spot? Like when things are going to malfunction when it first opens or when they gain sentience later? Yeah. Yeah, Don't go. There's got to be a sweet spot like three months in.
0: Yeah. Don't go from like two to five years. That's that is the danger zone. So what about you? What's your uh, what's your one word? I feel like I'm going to be that cliche guy that you were just talking about, but like, you know, wondrous, essentially. I mean, like fucking th- what this movie did for me was just it, like the way Dr. Grant looked when he first saw that dinosaur was the way I felt watching this movie, at least through the first half of it. And then, it, yeah, then it moved over a little bit to the t- terrifying. <laughs> 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 but, the, you know, this movie, like I felt what he felt in that moment while in the theater and and there there's not a huge amount of movies that have done that for me. Yeah. And uh and sitting there and and just being gobstruck and just fucking you know completely wordless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <you're> speechless. <laughs> Literally. Um when watching this thing was uh was a formative experience for me and I and I still feel some of that wonder when I watch it now. Yeah, because um, it still looks good. And I still w- wish I was there, even even though I know what's going to happen to these poor fuckers.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I still think, fuck, I'd like to be these guys right now. Yeah, you probably watch this movie similarly to how I would watch like Superman the movie, you know, where it's just like, <gasps> you know, wide eyed yeah. and, and gasping every time. And, and yeah, that this movie definitely did that, you know, like, like I mentioned, like there are, there are certain scenes where every time I watch it, I am right back where I was the very first time I saw it. And not a whole lot of movies do that, you know, every once in a while, you know, a movie can call back to that, but like for this movie to have several scenes throughout that just that take you right back to the first time, like that is a magical experience, especially after seeing it as many times as we have. Yeah. And
0: to its legacy, the the rest of the Jurassic Park, you know, the Jurassic Park movies and the Jurassic World movies, most of them, you know, for me, they don't beat out the original, but sequels rarely do. Like, it's pretty rare for a sequel to meet or surpass the expectations set by the first movie. And uh, all said and done, I think most of the Jurassic movies are pretty good. Three, I think, is the weakest of them. It's the one that, that that I think I could live without, but uh, the rest of them are are a fun fucking watch. Still, you know, yeah. I mean, they're never gonna they're never gonna beat Jurassic Park for me, but they don't need to. Like, I, like their goal should not be to surpass Jurassic Park because uh, it's fucking great. Their goal should just be to make a good movie, and uh, you can make a good movie that's not as good as Jurassic Park. Lots of movies aren't as good as Jurassic Park, but they're still good and they're fun to watch. So <laughs> I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, I think I feel the same way about like Terminator Salvation. You know, like I enjoy that movie, but of course you're not going to meet T2. You know, like no. Terminator 3 tried, but you can't you can't repl- replicate T2 with a PG-13 movie and wisecracks. It's not going to happen. No. Nope. But Terminator Salvation was something different for me like i i i liked how well i guess i guess we will have a terminator episode yeah, at some i like point, salvation
0: so. too some of the Terminator's got a few stinkers though for sure
1: yeah yeah i haven't seen the the latest one we'll have to watch the latest one and uh oh that's right we had talked about doing a terminator episode for dark fate and we just i I never even thought about it when dark fate came yeah, out
0: I, I i never got excited about it unfortunately yeah. so
1: wah wah <laughs> All right. Well, thank you folks for, uh, oh, son of a bitch. I think, I think the ride is still my favorite use in pop culture, but how did we not even mention weird Al's song? Oh
0: man. Because it's frightening in the dark. The dinosaurs are running wild. Oh, (laughs) damn it. I didn't think about that. That's way better than that stupid toy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Glog. Damn it. Oh, Glog. Damn it. Ugh. (laughs) Leave
0: that in. Leave it all in. I'm going to go on the record right now and say uh, Weird Al's song is definitely better than that stupid toy. That is (laughs) definitely my favorite use in pop culture. And the claymation fucking music video oh Oh, that video was so so good yeah oh sorry al i failed you
1: (laughs) um well thank you for traveling back 65 million years with us today folks well i mean i guess technically it was like 27 years but
0: but it felt eh. like 65 million yeah
1: (laughs) if you want to let us know how we did today folks you can Email us at uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can hit us up on the social medias Facebook, the Geeksploration Podcast page, Twitter, Geeksplore Pod, and Instagram at Geeksploration Podcast. Hey, if you
0: enjoyed today's show, please uh, go on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five clever girl review. Or uh, We've still got some stuff up at uh, shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And Our theme song, as always, is Cruisin' for Goblins by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com.
1: Until next time, that's one big pile of shit.